Welcome to the Jeff Gross Podcast. This episode is brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes. All right, welcome everyone. This is a special day, the 150th podcast of The Flow Show. My man, Brad Lee, we hit it off a week or two ago, and I asked him if he would come on. He very graciously said he would. He's even letting me have his his desk seat. This is this is quite special. Uh, happy to be here. And Brad, how are you doing, man? Good, buddy. Thank you for coming. I guess you know. I, I don't know how many times have you actually been on the other side of the the being interviewed. I mean, you do a lot of these. Have you have you done this before or a couple times? Yeah, I've been on a few. Been on a few. Okay, cool. So, all right. Yeah, I don't have to worry about you being nervous or anything. Um, let's just dive right in. For those that don't know, you can give a little background on yourself and what you do uh, and how you've gotten to this point in your career. When did this all start? You know, the, just let me hear from your side. I have a lot of notes on you. So you tell me who you are, my audience, who's poker centric. They may not be as familiar with you. So, so give it to me. Give me your whole life, basically, in a, in a minute or two. In a nutshell, you know, I uh, kind of born and raised in a blue collar family in the Northwest. Dropped out of high school at 16, thought I was going to be a movie star, you know, didn't listen to the parents, didn't listen to anybody, giving good advice, decided I wanted to try things on my own, was told, you know, I wasn't going to make it, et cetera, et cetera. Turns out they were wrong, but it took a while for me to learn the hard way. And uh, now I own a portfolio of companies, um, the main one, Lightspeed VT, which were headquartered here, which is a web-based interactive training software. We did Poker VT with Daniel Negreanu. We also did some stuff with World Series of Poker. Um, you know, we have a lot of name brand companies using our platform, um, subject matter experts using it. But ultimately, I'm just an entrepreneur, man. I'm a, I'm a CEO. I'm a speaker. I'm an author. Um, I'd, I'd wrap it up by just saying, you know, I'm a businessman. Businessman. I like that. And wh- when was your, when did it like break for you? So you decide you're not going to be an actor. Of course, it's cool. Everyone wants to do that. Uh, you're kind of doing that in a sense with the podcast and everything. You're, you're, you're public, you're visible. What was the, the point where you said, okay, uh, I, I need, I'm doing this. Like when was a big break for you when you knew your, your direction and your, uh, your focus? It hasn't came yet. You know, <laughs> I'm still working on it, but I didn't ever decide I wasn't going to be an actor. I think I said, I'm going to go get rich so I can pay for the movies to be made. So that's who decides the bottom line, who's in it, et cetera. And at about 19, I had a starring role in a movie and the producer's son got out of a drug rehab, took my part and I, you know, heard the news and basically found out that the producers, they're the ones that get to decide. So unfortunately I was out and he was in and that's when I decided I'm going to go get rich so I can be the producer. Right. And uh, I just didn't think it would take as long as it took. So now that I'm kind of creeping up on, you know, that status, I'm probably before i die uh going to make a movie and put myself in it and then we'll see what the what the world thinks that's awesome that's actually as i mentioned you when we met last time bill perkins i don't know if you're if you're coming maybe that we haven't actually launched the thing he's did that exact thing became a producer you know got rich did his thing made movies (laughs) had a little role and stuff in it so i I like that idea that seems like the way to go um and and what type of movie if you just like what would be the, the genre if you had to just choose right now what do you think you would like to have the movie be about I don't know, something where I'm cool, you know, you got to be cool. Shoot them up. Like a- yeah, I'll do a shoot them up. I'll do a Western. I'll do, uh, you know, one of the movies that I like is like Pulp Fiction or anything Quentin Tarantino, True Romance, favorite movie of all time. Um, like a, uh, you ever see, uh, I think it was called Swingers. 
Mm-hmm. With uh, Vince Vaughn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One like that, you know, just cool. Fun. Yeah, very cool. Character-driven, heavy dialogue, good dialogue. Right. Nice. And uh, so you, when was, like, when you, I mean, now, so I'm impressed. Like, I love the studio, love the, the whole thing you got here. When did that, when did that happen where you went from, okay, I'm going to start, I mean, you didn't start in podcasts, right? You, you have a now yeah. elaborate podcast studio and setup, and you do them. That's not your main business. When did you build, um, I guess, this? When did, it, when did you say, you know what? I'm making money. This is working. Things are going to go. Like, when did you take that step to bring on employees, build a studio, build an office like this? When, when did this all happen for you? And, and- well, I started this company 21 years ago. Oh. I was uh, working at a car dealership, training salespeople. I was pretty good at it. I could take people out of Burger King, turn them into 10, 15 grand a month producers. Nice. Uh, there was a minimum wage worker in the back, Mexican dude. And uh, I brought him up front, showed him how to sell cars, close deals. And uh, it changed his life. I watched his whole family change. And oh. I, thought, I thought to myself, man, I want to do this for a living. So I quit my job and started a training company. Well, when I went out on the road to train people, I couldn't get the same effect. And so I couldn't figure out why. So I did a little research and realized that when you train people effectively, okay, there needs to be four key ingredients, good content, repetition, practice, and accountability. And I went out on the road, started my own business, and all I was delivering was the good content. And I thought then that's all I needed. But once I realized my error, I, I didn't want to live on the road. I couldn't deliver the repetition. I couldn't stay at these places forever. Otherwise, I was just work there. So I invented a interactive training technology in my head and then found people that could build it, built it. And then it started working really well. And then I started running into competition where they were using other big name trainers. So I just thought, you know, they're having the same problem I did. So I just decided to basically close them on using my software. Interesting. So I'm the guy that closes the guy that teaches you to close. That's, that's, uh, that's a good thing to have that, that skill set. And, and was, uh, well, I think you've worked with and there's some big names, Tony Robbins that stands out, you know, in, in terms of, was that like you build his, when that, is that you working with him or building his training? What, what exactly with some of these big Grant Cardone, I believe some other names that have done courses or programs, what specifically do you do with, with these type of people? Well, I just, I just got really good at showing people how to monetize their intellectual property, whether it's poker, whether mm-hmm. it's sales, whether it's landscaping, it doesn't really matter whether you're a chiropractor, lawyer, like if you've got knowledge of how to do something better than most I show people how to create interactive virtual training courses from it and then sell it to the public and businesses and generate massive streams of recurring revenue. So I got really good at that over 20 years. And so realistically, you know, anyone with, with a talent can make a lot of money every month just by creating an interactive virtual training system based on their brand and expertise. Right. And then we've got all the studios and whatnot. That's what this is. And the podcast, that came years later. I was just, you know, my mission in life became getting the knowledge from the people who have it to the people who need it so we can live in a world where more people win. And I just keep seeing, you know, Tony Robbins, Grant Cardone, Damon John, just coming and going, just all these big, you know, name celebrity type people. And I thought, man, I better get a couple microphones and sit them down and ask them some questions. So that's when I started the podcast a couple of years ago. And then it, you know, just started getting popular. Very cool. And 
if someone comes in you and says, Hey, let's just take NFTs. That's hot right now. You know, there's, there's a million people and companies and platforms. Someone says, look, I want to teach you how to make NFTs because anyone can make an NFT. You can mint it, you know, with a simple program, make something doesn't mean it's going to work. But if you're like, I want to teach people how to build NFTs and do a program or Twitch, I want to teach someone how to become a Twitch streamer. How, how, how does that work? I walk in your office or I contact you and I say, Hey, I want to, I want to do this. Uh, what does that look like? Is it, is it a fee? Do you take some of them? If you love a program or something, do you say, I'll, I'll do it and I'll take a piece? Like what kind of models? I've been known to do that. Yeah. You know, normally we'll charge anywhere from 30 to 90,000 to do all the work. And then we take a rev share from the revenue that they generate. We show them how to market it, you know, create their landing pages, their copy, create their funnels, et cetera. Coach them, basically consult them, show them how to do it Um, or show them how to do it better. There's people out there making money with courses. And they're leaving a lot of money on the table because they lack interactivity. They, they're not, you know, experts at marketing. Right. So what we do is kind of just either show them how to do it or show them how to do it better. And, and in that, uh, what type of success rate when someone comes in and does that? I mean, how, how many have you done? 10, 100, 200? How many programs have yeah, you hundreds. done? Hundreds. Hundreds? Yeah. yeah. And what percent would you say are successful from the standpoint of they at least get their money back or... You know, when you look at something, you probably can tell too. You're like, all right, they want to do it. And you're like, look, this, you know, they want to sell cooking knives or something. You might be like, this isn't, this isn't passionate for me. And I don't know if it'll work. And I'm sure you've been surprised as well, right? On some that you don't think maybe are great and work. How, how does that kind of success look? Well, I to think you? they'll all work because it boils down to marketing. Right. But based on the people that have followed direction, 100% uh, have succeeded. Oh. To what level is the question? Because uh, again, I mean, you know, if you have a million dollars a month to market your program, you're going to make a lot more than if you use a thousand dollar ad budget. But at the end of the day, if you follow what we're doing, it's it's almost impossible not to get your money back. The question is, is how much money will you get back, and where will it go? Like when Grant Cardone, you know, came in, he was a car salesman trainer, and you know, he was making maybe a couple million a year doing that. So I brought him in here. We created all the content, showed him what to do within three to five years, he was doing, you know, 4 million a month with the virtual training system, but he was putting a lot of money into marketing. He was always on social media. You know, he was boosting and paying to be seen. Yeah. A lot of people don't do that. They're, they're more scarcity mindset based. Right. But what they don't realize is that creates a brand. And then with that personal brand comes a lot of different opportunities. Yeah. Pennywise, pound foolish, and and it takes money to make money kind of deal, right? You gotta, you spend some you invest in a team, you invest in people, you have some money, you can really uh, move quickly. Um, what is, what would be, what but, it's not, but it's not a game of chance like poker, like, you know, poker, you, you never know what cards are coming. You don't know who, yeah. who has what, you know, that's more, that's a game of skill, but there's a little chance to it. There's chance in everything, but true. Yeah. It's way more so, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's, this, there's, 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 there's no yeah. chance. You do what I tell you to do. You're going to make money. The question is, is how much, but you'll always make more than you invest because it's a one-time upfront investment. And then the rest is just revenue because I can create one password with a press of a button or a million. So if you can get a million people to want to learn how to build NFTs and you're charging even 10 bucks, that's $10 million. You spent 30 grand to make it. So the question is, is how much did you have to spend to get people to see it? Right. You know, and then add those up. You're always going to make a profit. Yeah, no, I think um, make, it makes perfect sense. That, that's it's really interesting. And what is uh, what would have been some of the well, actually, before I go into this question, tell me about your team a little bit because for me, that's something it hits hits home about you know building a team, uh, really understanding all these different areas. You want to market, you want to, you need a good graphic designer, you need you know you need all these these things to, yeah. to make things work. 
tell me a little bit about your team. How many people are, you know, obviously there's like direct team, you have an assistant, you have, you know, how, how many people go into the, the, your full, full overall uh, output of, of everything, content and, and such. If you could tell me a little bit about well, how that's grown. Again, I mean, my direct team, I would say is we have 81 employees. Yeah, so that's yeah, so, so, you know, we have copywriters, editors, you know, page designers, you know, script supervisors, teleprompter operators, yep. all, anything that you need to do this, we've got. So, so the whole entire team does it for all of our clients as well as myself. Okay. I, I started something called Closer School, which basically teaches, you know, how to master sales, closing and persuasion, personal branding. How do you get a big personal brand and leverage it? Social media and marketing. So I built that to show people how easy it is to do. So if you came to me and you were like a little on the fence, I'd just show you closer school. You know, does hundred, two hundred thousand dollars a month in revenue and you know, I don't even pay attention to it much. Right. So it's kind of all automated. So I built that really to kind of show people like, look, just do that. But uh ultimately, you know, it's the same eighty one people that that put that together as well. That's oh, uh, a lot of people. So that, that's got to feel good to have that kind of scale and, and team size. And w- did you have a difficult time to, I mean, because obviously you didn't hire 81 people at once, like this bill over time. Yeah, yeah. What, what was that first, you know, was that difficult for you to say, oh, I, I want to hire this or pay this person a salary? Did Once you saw a certain money coming in and, and it worked like, because that, that I think is the hardest part. Like I see people struggle with that uh, to take that step, to hire someone, to bring people on, to try to expand. Yeah. They're scared. How, how did you make that first step or did you have a big score? or a big sale and you're just no. like, I'm going to put it in. How did that go? Little by little. But the reason why people do that is because they start off usually broke right? and they start making a little money and then they want to hold on to it. They don't want to be broke anymore. They didn't like the feeling of you know, not being able to pay their bills. So once you get a little level of success, most people start pulling back on the, on the, on the money. They, they want to hold on to it. And right. when they hold on to it, they stunt their growth. You know, what I did is I started out and I said, listen, I need to make $10,000 a month before I hire somebody. So I myself went out and, and sold $10,000 a month worth of business. And then I took five of that and I hired someone. Now there was two of us to get back to 10000 okay. When I got back to 10000 I took five and hired someone else. And I just kept doing the same thing. So now, obviously, my bills were going up, but there was more of us to pay it. But I didn't go out and get a better car, better apartment, you know, furniture. You know, I, I just kept reinvesting into the business. And I didn't really feel like it was my money, even though it was. You know, I just kept reinvesting and scaling and growing and hiring. And then it got to a point where now there was some excess. And how, how about, talk about with, with family, kids, seven, about seven children. And we, I, we spoke on this a little bit before, but maybe could you... I just noticed this as well because I'm I'm 35. I have a two and a half year old. A lot of my friends have now two 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 kids, three kids. You know, I see it. There's some like uh, there's some I don't want to say hurdles, but just kind of realizing, of course, right? There's a way to do it. You hire help, or part of the day they they go somewhere. But did you find at times where you're like, wow, like I I can't go to all my school or all my kids' functions, or or did you just did you find a system that worked for you? Because this is something that I feel not like a obstacle, you know, I make it work of course, but I don't want to miss my, my son's stuff. I don't want to see, you know, I want to see him growing up and, and be a part, but I also am very motivated to, to build and grow. And I realize what I do now is my foundation for later. Like the work I put in now, is going to make everything easier later. So how do you kind of tell someone to, to balance that? How have you been able to balance family with success and, and growing? Well, I haven't really, 
um, you know, you have them and that's that. And then you deal with it. But, but ultimately they're spread out. So when I was in high school, I heard this, I heard about this thing called sex. I figured I'd give it a shot. High school, that's a little late. Yeah. And boom, had a kid. Okay. Stayed away from it for about a year and a half and thought I'd try it again. Boom, other kid. Okay. So by 19, I had two. Oh. Now, after I, I, I got married, you know, at 20, I forget, maybe two. Um, obviously, those two were from two different women back in the town that I lived in. So they kind of got raised by their moms, and I just, you know, where where was that? Visited. What, what city? Where where'd you grow up? Oregon. On Oregon. Huh? Yeah. So I did. I can't claim that I raised them because I didn't. I mean, I you know paid, but but right. wasn't really that bright. Um, you know, we all make mistakes. So so anyway, got married, had two more, and then uh, divorced and got married, and now have three more. So it's seven kids from four women. Wow. Now. I didn't sit there and, you know, change diapers and be this Mr. Dad the whole time. I made mistakes on the first set. I made mistakes on the second set. The third set, I'm doing a lot better, but we all make mistakes. And I don't think you can, you know, balance everything. You just have to prioritize. You know, I think sometimes I'll work for two weeks straight because the business needs it and the, the family's fine. And then sometimes I'll spend a week and a half, 10 days directly focused on the family because they need it and the mm-hmm. business is fine. So you just juggle, you know, I don't think there's any, you know, formula, but what I would say is remember that you're not going to ever get back lost time. You can find lost money, but you can't find lost time. So birthdays, you know, soccer games, you know, first events, you know, you don't want to miss those. Right. So, so you just, you just take a break. It's, they don't, they don't last that long for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, that's impressive. And to hear 19, I didn't realize you started that young. I mean, I, I think that's like a lot of people could use that as an excuse. Like, oh, I'm, you know, if for not having success or not pushing forward, like I got to do this or I, I need to be there. So, you know, 19 years old, again, I, you'd probably say to a mistake, but as in like, you wouldn't have done that if you could have planned it, but I'm sure it's a blessing, right? And it's great to have the, the children there in, in the world and, and all that. But it's just, uh, that's impressed me. I didn't realize you started that young. So you're, and you're, you're, 52. 52 that's right so oh, so you've been okay so you've been a father for for a long time and what uh what advice would you say to someone that is you know if you do have a child in high school or something and and looking back if it was there things you would have done differently now that you see like where it is or do you think that you did i mean you did the best of course you can in any moment but was yep. there any advice you'd say to someone who starts like wow i had a child i'm freaking out i didn't need to do it i'm not ready I, i'm not i'm not set in my life yet what do i do like give me just one piece of advice looking back that you think is important to to focus on on that well my only advice is you know take responsibility be there you know mm-hmm. don't don't uh be a, a dipshit i think i was a little bit of a dipshit for the first two um but after they turned like 14 they came to live with me so i took them from there right. so i made up for it there you go but but at the end of the day man you know realistically the the advice i would give parents would be to be a parent and not a friend you know what i mean we we really want to end up being their friend but that doesn't make a very good parent sometimes you need to be more focused on being a parent instead of their friend you know i used to i used to want to see a movie that was out and i'd just bring my kids with me and you know i'd justify it by you know they learn more worse language in school you know but it was cuz you know i was young and immature myself Right. So I would just say, you know, take responsibility and be there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Don't run from it. You know, just deal with it. 
you know, show up, try to pay attention, try to, you know, Sense. pass on knowledge, take responsibility, do what you can, you know, own it. Right. I like that. Um, tell me about your regiment routine. I know you, know, you see the stuff like Tony Robbins, cold plunge and 5am wake up and all this stuff. And, and I'm always fascinated with sleep and, and how people kind of, are you someone who depending on the day, if you go out at night, you know, you hit tower strauss or somewhere you're having a good time and you're like oh, okay it's late or do you always wake up at 6 a.m do you have a schedule or do you kind of go with the, the flow on on depending on how the days go or are you like really regimented in your schedule all the time well i don't set an alarm so whenever i wake up i f- wake up you know i think i think our bodies will tell us when we've had enough sleep but i wake up around 4 30 4 30 my dad's here he drove me here today he's in town and uh he, he set his alarm 4 44 every day I remember I used to be playing poker in high school and I'd slide into bed. Sometimes I'd hear that alarm go off and just shoot in, but wow, that's very early. So 4.30 AM and, and give me a little bit of what that looks like that morning uh, at 4.30. Well, I just naturally wake up at 4.30. First thing I do is I've trained my brain to appreciate the simplest thing, which is life. So it sounds cliche, but I wake up and the first thing I think about is I get another day. So I, I use an analogy and it makes people understand what I'm talking about. I just handed you 10 million cash, would you be excited? Would you be enthusiastic? Would you feel pumped up for the day, maybe the week, maybe the year? Yeah. You know, you'd be really happy about life. Well, if I said, I'll give you 10 million, but you can't wake up tomorrow, would you take it? Of course not. Nobody would. Well, think about that. You wake up tomorrow morning, bro, that's worth more than $10 million, but you don't act like it when you wake up. Right. We Most don't. people don't. Right. We don't, we, yeah. we, we wake up and we worry about this and think about that. And we live in the past or the future. And, you know, both of us, you know, I, I trained my brain to be grateful that I just got another day. So I call it the million dollar morning because waking up's worth more than a million dollars. So I wake up and the first thing I think about and get excited about is, wow, you know, I get another day. So I, it throws a smile on my face and it shifts my perspective to think about shit positively, you know? Now I get up and I focus on four key areas. Number one, I go work out, right? Because if you don't have your health, dude, trust me, money's got nothing right. on health. So I go work out, make sure that, you know, I'm, I stay somewhat healthy. Then I focus on relationships because I believe relationships are the new economy. I'll just write down five or 10 people that I'm going to touch base throughout the day with just to say, hello, how you doing? Can I help you? What's happening? You know, just touch base. You ever see those people that every time they call, they want something? You, you avoid those people. So, so I don't want to be that guy. So I reach out, I touch base with, you know, five or 10 people I'm looking to build a relationship with or improve one. And then I, um, write down five things that will drive revenue for today, today. So before I go to bed, these five things I'm going to knock out before I go to bed, five that drive revenue because money's more important than people think. And then I open up a book or turn on a audible and, and learn something. See, because people don't understand, man. You got to understand, you're getting what you're getting because you're doing what you're doing. Make sense? And, and you're doing what you're doing because you believe what you believe. Your, your beliefs literally determine your actions and your choices and your mindset. So your beliefs are what cause your actions. Your actions are what cause your results. So if you're getting what you're getting because you're doing what you're doing and you're doing what you're doing because you believe what you believe, well, then how do you change those beliefs so you can change those actions and change those results? The only way to change your beliefs is to get new information. And there's books and audibles and, you know, there's so much information out there, but we don't intentionally seek it on a daily basis. So every morning 
I intentionally consume, you know, 30 minutes minimum of new information, a book, podcast, a freaking, you know, YouTube video. Uh, it doesn't matter, but I'm seeking information every day. So I call that the million dollar morning. I wake up realizing that it's more, it's worth more than a million dollars. That puts my perspective into an optimistic, you know, mindset. I work out, I focus on a few relationships. I determine what I need to do to, to drive revenue. And then I freaking learn something new. Keyword being new. Right. Very, very, very cool. And is, uh, it, so, but for you, if it's like you're going to work out for 45 minutes or an hour or sleep an hour, if it's close, like you, you get up and you'll just, just push through it. Or do you, do you no, I sleep until I'm until done. You feel until you need. Yeah. Dude, I wake up, my eyes open. I'm excited. Yeah. Just, Why? just shoot out. My bed. eyes woke up. Yeah. That's a good test out there for sure. If you're in there, you're hitting the snooze button. You're kind of taking a while to get out of bed. That's uh, what are stuff. you hitting the snooze button for? Right. That's a problem because you, you, you like sleep. Now, again, if, if, if you wake up, cause I've woke up before tired. And, you know, I look around a little bit and then I just close my eyes again. Why? Well, because I'm still tired. Right. But when I wake up, usually I'm not tired at all because when, I, when my eyes open, my brain's trained to go. It's like getting a million dollars. Would you be, would you be sleepy if someone handed you a million? Not, not really, no, no, you'd get up at 3 a.m. every single day, excited. You'd be showering on the way to get your million dollars. But if you just put your mind in that perspective where waking up is worth that, when your eyes open and you realize, shit, I get another day, it for some reason just energizes you, or it does for me. So when I wake up with my eyes open, I'm not tired anymore. Absolutely. And I don't really care what time it is. I've woke up at 3.30 a.m. That's getting a little early in my book. It's like, holy shit, you know, I should sleep a couple more hours. But when I open my eyes, boom, it's like, dude, I'm excited. Like, let's get, let's, let's get the knock, let's get the gym knocked out. Let's get a one nutritious meal at least knocked out. You know, it doesn't take long to write down the, the relationship. So within, I'd say two hours, dude, I've done more than most people have all day. Right. And, and, now, it's, and it's five quiet or six too, right? O'clock. Your kids, are, kids aren't running around. You don't have, you don't have distractions. People aren't calling you or whatever. It's just your time. So yeah, it's, uh, I highly recommend it to get in a morning routine right. for everybody. And I don't really care if you're a poker player. A lot of poker players listening to this. This is dominant poker. Yeah. All right. Let's just say that the million dollar morning is like, flopping the nuts okay so you know your terminology there you go that'll sure that'll that'll uh i know how to play poker bro yeah we'll we'll get into that we'll, we'll we'll talk about your poker experience uh and so you're you've been in vegas for how long then how long have you actually been? since 91 what made you choose vegas my buddy called one time said there was a lot of chicks here unlv and palm trees and sun and i said i'll come down and visit so i shot down for a, what i thought was going to be a you know four day visit and I spent all my money on the first day and didn't have any money to get home. So I had to get a job waiting tables to earn enough money to get back home. But when I got a job waiting tables, I started meeting local people, getting invited to parties. So I figured I'll stay another week. Plus it was, I was making good money tips. Mm -hmm. I thought, oh shit, I'll, I'll hang out another week. And that turned into the rest of my life. Yeah, it's cool. I've lived, I've been in and out of here a couple months a year for the last 15 years. And I like Vegas. Obviously, it's exploding. The the Knights, the Raiders, sports franchises come yeah. in, and it seems to be doing very well. Um, what uh, if you weren't here? Where do you think you would live? Like, where's some places you travel in the world that you love? Or you're like, I'm there. I'm like, oh, I think I would live here if it wasn't Vegas. Well, <clears throat> I am about to get four houses in four different locations. One down in Nashville, kind of a farmhouse mm-hmm. out in the country, not way out in the country, but outside of the town a little bit. Uh, one in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. I like the mountains. I like trees, you know, ferns, 
shit like that. Yes. Uh, a beach house, probably, um, you know, uh, now I'm saying Florida because California's going to shit, but, you know, a beach house somewhere and then one here. If you do, if you come to Florida, make it Miami area, we'll get it, we'll get, we could do a joint studio, have one there. So yeah, you live there? Yeah, I live in uh, Key Biscayne. It's, uh, oh, yeah. it's just south of like Brickle. Yeah, as long yeah. as I have a beach house to go to when I want, a lake house in the mountains, which is Coeur d'Alene, a, a house here. I like Vegas, unless it goes bad. I think it's going well, man. The summit popped up. It's doing well. The nice real estate out here. It seems like Vegas is in, in good hands right now. Yeah. So they're, well, they're the, Or Nashville, which is considered Nash Vegas. So Nashville, right. Vegas, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and probably some beach town. Never heard of that. Seaside, Florida. Nash Vegas. There? Uh, no, I have not. You've never, never heard of Nash Vegas? Never heard that term. That's what they call it. Really? It's the Vegas of the East Coast. Interesting. Uh, actually, it's top of our list, my wife and I, to go to in the U.S. That's the one city we, we keep missing and we want to go check it out. So Freaking I've heard cool it's cool there, man. I've heard it's, heard it's great. Yeah, that's what I hear. Uh, and are you, would you build studios in these places or yep. is that to get away? Are you going to have like your setup there where you can go and work? I'll have, a, I'll have a studio everywhere I go. Nice. That's how I am. I like that. I like to be able to have have something that you can just plug and go so that's very cool what made you want to jump from one why like these all these places right now is that part of your philosophy like work hard you built up and now it's time to kind of enjoy spend and, and yeah. expand or is it just it's just time and crypto's doing well the, the kind everything's pumping up so it's uh it seems like a good time but how long have you scouted out those those places you just known this is where you want to do and, and why now versus two years ago or you know why is right now the time for you to kind of just do everything at once well, because I've reached a level where I can afford to. That makes that makes perfect sense. Um, and and what would be what would be your advice to someone who is who taking the first step? Because when you do this for even the podcast, right? Like you're, it's it's a bit daunting to like you look around at Joe Rogan or other people, and you're like, oh, they got a thousand podcasts, and it's like, yeah, I personally like this is my hundred fiftieth. Very very, I love it. I think it's fun. I didn't think about it when I started. Like, oh, how's it going to go? But I realize like no one's going to listen. Right. There's like, you have a little bit of a name, maybe some people find it and think it's interesting, but how would you tell someone who's like, man, I I could Twitch or I could stream or I want to start YouTubing. What would be your biggest, um, I don't want to say advice, but like, uh, what do they need to have in order to have a chance to be successful? What is the one thing that someone like make, what what would you say? Like, if you're going to do this, you need to have this. Um, so I guess kind of advice, but you need to to have confidence, self-love, self-worth. You know, too many people worry about what everyone's going to say, and that's the problem. They're worried about what other people think rather than what they think. Well, people get canceled now. You got I mean, Kevin Hart was going to do the the whatever. They look back 10 years. I mean, it's a little crazy. You kind of have to watch what you say a bit, it seems like, nowadays, right? Especially as like a Dude, I mean, use common sense. But at the end of the day, you know, you got to have... You got to go with your heart and go with what you believe. I don't know about heart, like all that shit, but I do know, you know, you have to have some confidence because, again, like, you don't have to be rude just because you're confident. You know what I mean? You, right. you can still be kind and everything else. But so many people don't do anything where it puts them out in the public because they're worried about what other people think. You know, what if these people don't like me? What if my friends think I'm stupid? It's always this outward fear that I'm going to get judged. Well, you have to have the confidence to where that judgment doesn't bother you. And then I think that's the key is is not worrying about what other people think that way you're being authentically you you're saying what you feel and i think people are drawn to that that authenticity i mean my podcast is one of the top in the nation and uh dropping bombs by the way yes all you poker fanatics it's mainly for entrepreneurs really it's because we talk about sales business but it's i get all kinds of people on there um 
But ultimately, I don't care whether people are listening or not. Of course, we want them to. We want to have a popular podcast, but I don't care if, if, if no one's listening. Uh, number one, it gives me the ability to get content, right? This is content for you. Now, building a personal brand, which is important for everybody, is really what it's all about. So when you build a personal brand, what do you have to do? Number one, you have to be you because if you're not being you, people can see through it. You, you don't get as popular, et cetera, et cetera. But once you realize, well, I need to be me. Well, what do you do every day? Where are you going? Who are you talking to? That's you, right? So just film it. You know, and a, and a, and a podcast is an excellent opportunity to sit down, have a conversation, learn some new information, make relationships. You know how many relationships I've made just because they want it on my podcast? You know how many deals I've made because people were on my podcast? Yeah, can't imagine. See, you're on my podcast. Look, we're going to be doing NFTs. We're going to be doing business. I guarantee it all because of the podcast. If I didn't have that podcast, you wouldn't know who I was. I didn't know who you were, but yes. Well, I, you knew who me. How'd you know me? Social media. Mutual friends. And I think Dan Fleshman was, I've seen you on some stuff. You looked me up. Yeah. I wasn't there. I'm telling you guys, yeah. get yourself a personal brand. Quit worrying about what everybody thinks. Get out there. Put yourself out there. More people are worried about the hate, so they never find the love. You see what I'm saying? You got to pick one. You, you, if you want the love, you can't worry about the hate. Right. So most people are so worried about the hate, they never find the love. They won't, they won't start. They won't jump. They won't try because they're worried about what other people think. And again, I always tell people, if you're so worried about what other people think, sit there and be broke. You know, guess right. what they're going to think of you then? Yeah, not so, not so highly. Um, Give me, give me a one to two moments. Like, uh, my dad always tells me it's not about where it happens, how you react. I mean, it's common sense, right? That stuff happens. People will die. You go, bad breaks happen. Things happen. Give me something in your life where it happened in the moment where you're like, wow, this is it. Or like, man, this is such a bad break. This is so unlucky, so terrible. And then turned into like maybe the best thing ever. Or later looking back, like, wow, like that, that was, I'm, I'm almost glad it happened where I thought it was, my life was over. Do you have any like things that stand out extremes? Yeah. I mean, I'm the wrong guy to ask only because I've conditioned my head to be optimistic. Yeah. Well, looking back, maybe that's, that's, maybe this Even is one of those back, events that, 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 that turned into that because like one you, time I was homeless on the beach and homeless. I think, yeah, okay. I, I, I had nowhere to go. So I crashed on the beach for a couple of weeks, okay. um, but it was the beach. See, so when someone says, you know, well, what was it like hitting rock bottom? I said, I'm sitting there trying to think, you know, I don't think I've hit rock bottom. And they're like, didn't you just say you were homeless on the beach? And I'm like, well, yeah, but that's not rock bottom. You're on the sand. Dude, you're on the beach. People pay to be there. Like at the end of the day, yeah, I wasn't in the house, but guess what? I also chose to be there. I didn't want to go home with the tail between my legs. I knew I could make it. You know, at the end of the day, there's choices in our life. And that's what is going to determine quality of your life. So if, if somebody wants to just keep shit simple, dude, look at the choices you're making. The choices you make determine the roads you take. If you look back at anybody and you had a crystal ball, like take some of these celebrities that end up homeless and, you know, whatever. Yeah. Go, go look at their life through a crystal ball. You, you, you'll be able to point out the choices they made that, that led to that. Right. Like, you know, hey, hey, remember this time where you were about ready to head home, but you decided to go out and get drunk with your friends? Yeah. And remember when your friend said, you know, you shouldn't drive and you decided, you know, I'm not really that drunk. So you decided to drive. And then on the way home, you crashed, killed someone. Now you're in prison. And now you wonder why you're in prison. Well, right. you made bad choices. If you would have decided to go home, I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to drive. I'm going to call an Uber. Like the choices you make create everything. 
and, and what people don't understand is we are in charge of our choices. So we are responsible for our condition. And so once somebody really grasps what I just said, they realize, dude, you are the reason your life is the way it is, good or bad. Yeah. And if, I, and if it's bad, all you have to do is realize it's, I'm responsible. So how do you change it? I just told you, you want to change what you're getting, change what you're doing, change what you're doing. You got to change what you believe. How do you change what you believe? There's no other way to do it. There's only one way to change your beliefs, and that is to get new information. So just every day from now on, get your ass up and seek new information before you go to bed. So every day you become more knowledgeable. And yeah, it might take 10 years, but so what? No one said it's overnight. The question is, is you're going to go 10 years regardless. You want to go 10 years and be in the same boat you're in now? Like, dude, that would be stupid. Just yeah. like losing weight. You know, people are like, you know, I don't want to work out for a year just to look like, you know, look great. Well, dude, it's going to be a year from now, no matter what. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a great point. I mean, I'm a big believer in luck is when preparation meets opportunity. I love that saying, because I think yeah, if you do the work, you do the right things and you're prepared, you know, stuff will, will kind of come your way. And you know, I had a, uh, actually this party poker, as, as it says in the background, this is you know, my podcast sponsored by them. I work with party poker, but I had one of my you know worst hands in poker. I lost biggest pot of my life, got two out at aces, the Kings and the guy who beat me ended up you know hiring me, Rob Young. Uh, we were on a boat and we started talking and next thing you know, I get the best deal in, in, of my life, three-year deal with party poker. And like, here we are. Right. And it's like, you know, in the moment I'm like, wow, this is terrible. Like I just lost the biggest pot of my life. This is, you know, crazy. Suppose I wanted to run it twice. He only wanted to run it once. He made quads and um, I had, you know, whatever. And then looking back, I'm like, wow, like this all worked out and it's kind of funny, but that that's like one, you know, direct little example of just one hand where it can kind of butterfly affect your life. So I, I hear, I hear what you're saying. Dude, it always works out. It, yeah. If you, you got to stick with it and believe in, in what you're doing. And, and I, I agree it does, but to your point, you got to make good choices, drink and drive. You know, that, that's, that's a very easy one. That's one that just common sense. You shouldn't do that. And you know, people do it all the time. Um, yeah, what, but dude, they're all easy. Should you work out or no? Yeah. Then why people, then why don't people do it? Yeah, it's lazy. It's just the, it's just the wrong choice. You need to work out. You need to keep yourself healthy. Why? Because you're without your health, you're fucked. You're screwed. Is po- party poker cuss? It's allowed. It's not encouraged. You know, no, well, <laughs> you can, you can, you can drop a few bombs. Well, you're screwed. How about that? That's good. Yeah. You know, choices are not that difficult. Okay. Now, will you face difficult choices in your life? More than likely, yes. But the difficult choices, when you remove the emotion, are 99% of the time not difficult at all. It's the emotions that cause the, you know, magnitude of the choice. You know, should I break up or should I not break up? Well, again, if you remove the emotion out of it, nine times out of 10, ask your people, they'll tell you, oh, dude, I'd blow that chick out in five seconds. She's, you know, she's no good for you, but we want them in our lives. So we, you know, and next thing you know, three years later, you, it's a bad breakup. You broke up anyway. Dude, yeah. you just wasted three years. Yeah, you have a kid, you're married or something. Yeah, you made the wrong choice. But at the end of the day, it's because of emotions. So just remember when you start looking at these choices in your life, dude, remove emotions. Just, just I mean, it's easier said than done. But just remember that if you remove emotions, what would your answer be? And usually that is the right answer. For sure. What, uh, what industry right now are you, are you very bullish on? I know we, we, we mentioned the nft hopefully we'll do one i think it's great like we're going to talk about that with the two crazy uh are you big on nfts crypto like is there anything that you see is exploding these are obviously hot hot keywords and the thing is there some other industry that people aren't looking at is real estate is it is solar i'm hearing people some people doing solar businesses seems like an interesting hustle what what area or genre do you think is like some someone's looking to do something get out of their rut and start something new what what, what do you see is like hot right now that you would focus on 
if you were you? Well, I mean, I think solar is obviously a great industry to be in. I have a solar company where, you know, we're making half a million, million dollars a year. Mm -hmm. um, financial services makes more millionaires than any other business in the world. Historically, I've got a financial group, um, you know, interactive virtual training, you know, creating your own course uh, is very profitable. And not only that, I think it's very important because <clears throat> our education system screwed up. You know, we're doing it wrong. We're teaching irrelevant shit. Um, the, the crypto, you know, well, not crypto per se, but Bitcoin for sure. You know, like I like to hold Bitcoin. Why? Well, because every time someone comes up with another coin, guess what they want me to give them for it? ETC. They want my Bitcoin. And I'm wondering like, well, if your coin's so great, why are you trying to get my Bitcoin? Right. I, I, I'll send you USDT or, or dollars. Like I got a checking account. Why, why do you want my BTC? Yeah. So like, yeah. I, I forget when all the coins started coming out. Well, first of all, I screwed 17. up on Bitcoin, dude. Yeah. Someone offered me Bitcoin when it was like 50 bucks. And I said, well, what do you do with it? And I didn't get it. And I'm like, I don't get it. Like, wh wh how do you spend it? Like it's interesting, though, because you say that. But like right now, it's similar. Like now you hear about coins or other coins. If someone tells you to buy like some side coin or Solana, it's similar, right? Because like Solana's zoomed up and in 10 years or three years, you might be like, wow, like I heard about this. So it's kind of hard, right? Like you said, you don't just, you feel fishy. Even if you put 10 grand, it's like whatever. But if you put 10 grand into everything that anyone ever told you, you know, you just can't do everything. So, I, I mean, I'm with you. That yeah, hurts, though. That's but, a nice That's a nice early point, though. 50. Yeah, but Bitcoin is the reward for the blockchain. Yeah. So, the blockchain's really what I believe in. Right. Bitcoin, irrelevant. Mm -hmm. Blockchain's not going anywhere. For so, sure. if you believe that, well, then you got to believe in Bitcoin. Right. Because Bitcoin's the reward for solving a, a you know, a, a adding a block, let's just say. So, so. Anyway, $50 I was offered, didn't do it. Uh, at $600, someone came in here and wanted to do a VT system, and they paid me in Bitcoin. So it was like 120 Bitcoin when it was 600 bucks a piece. Exactly what my story I told you when I was 2016, a poker tournament, I got paid 140, it was like 800 a coin. I think December of 16, that was my first like real entry and understanding of it. So same, say it was probably 16. 2016. Yeah, then it, when, it hit, when it hit like 19,000 and started December. going down, I, I, I got scared and said, oh, I better liquidate. So I liquidated all the way down. And I'm an idiot because, you know, all the people that I knew that were in Bitcoin are saying, dude, I'm more, you. This is like, yeah. they love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So recently when it went down, it got up to a little bit and then it went down to like 30 something. 30, yeah. 60 down to 30. Yeah. yeah 64. So, I, so I just started buying 50 grand every couple of weeks. A couple coins here and there. Well, just 50 grand every couple of weeks. Boom, boom, boom. And and now look, it's up to what sixty six today, sixty seven. It's, and, it might, you know, it's probably man, it's just flying. And really I flying. also didn't realize that if you need money, you'd sell a bitcoin. Well, you don't need to. You can borrow against that bitcoin, and so you hold the bitcoin. I also have Ethereum. I also have uh, Cardano. Soon to be too crazy, two CRZ. Got to give a shout out. That's the one. I like a few. Few. I I agree. Stick to Bitcoin, Ethereum. There's well, no, I, I, I gambled a few, uh, but they didn't pan out. Right. I'll gamble here and there, but not crazy money. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's fun because those can, you're not going to hit a thousand X on BTC from here, but could, you're going to do likely very well. But some of these ones, you, there are a thousand X opportunities. So putting 10, 20 K into five, 10 of these, it's fun, right? One of them hits you're you're happy. And That's right. you know, I hope you don't, you don't brick everything. It's just like going down and entering the world series of poker, uh, main table similar that that's a that's a long shot that's that's the seven days of grinding are, are, are you, i think i did ask you this before but you played the main event one time or yeah, have, yeah, yeah. and it was did you would you play another tournament even like a two-day yeah so like you go down and play it's fun the problem with poker is if you play it right 
it's boring. Like if you play it right, you're waiting and wait. I mean, it's fold, fold, fold. It's like, come on, man. Can I get a fucking pair? I, I got something for you because Halloween, how old are your, the three, their three youngest kids now? Well, one's born in December, so she's, oh, that, she's not even here okay. yet. But uh, the other two is six and eight. All right, listen, I'll, I'll just throw this out there. If there's a, there's a special event at the World Series on Halloween, it's called, it's a tag team event. So you can multiple, like four people can play on a team, right? So you could be on my team, like Phil Helmuth. I don't know. I, mean, you, I think you do know him. You met yep. him. And well, I've met him. I don't yeah. know him. He just won a 16th bracelet, which is a record by far the other day. Oh, recently? Yeah, like two days ago. He's a, he's a machine. He's at another final table day. Like the guy, he's, he's in on brain fuel. And I'm, I do a lot of investments with him. Funny guy. So we're going to be on a tag team. Um, if you want to join, again, here's the deal. You just have to play one hand. So like you can come down, get your fix in. You could play for an hour, 20 minutes, whatever. You be officially on the team. We win the bracelet. You get a bracelet. You don't have to stay. Like I have my, my two and a half year old first time he's going to enjoy Halloween. So I want to go around with him, right? But I'm going to play for a bit. So if you're interested, you could come on that day, Where? show up at the Rio. It's, you know, 10 minutes, whatever away, 15 minutes. Go there, you register, come on the team, play one hand, play a hundred hands, play for a bit, leave when you want. Is there a buy-in? It's a thousand dollars. It's a, so two fifty a man. It's, it's yeah. And the team is you and Helmuth? As of right now, Helmuth, we, yeah. And we don't, we haven't filled in our, our other team, but um, if you want to come what down. What day is it? Halloween, but you could literally come like at noon, play for a little, and then leave whenever you want. I'm going to leave for Halloween and have yeah, someone I'm else. In. I'm in. You'll play on that team. Yep. Okay. All right, Bradley. All right. It's good. You know, it's going to be funny because I have some seconds and fists. Like we'll probably win this event. You'll have a bracelet. You'll get your first bracelet in the World Series event. That'd be nice to have on the resume. So um, cool. So that's uh, your fish. We'll, we'll have fun regardless. It's fun. It's fun, man. But you know, I might not want to leave after I start playing. Listen, I, I'm cool with it. If you know Helmuth may want to take the reins, but no, he, I'll let I'll let Phil or you take the reins. We'll, we'll get him to the final table and let him him close it off. So anyway, that that'll be fun. That's on on Halloween. D- they have some of these events like su- se- uh, senior, super senior, ladies events. They do these kind of um, you know they had a flip and go where you just like blind the first round to get into the second. Like they have some of these kind of gimmicky uh, fun events. There's like people don't understand the World Series. There's like a hundred events. I think it's 98 bracelets this year. So when you say you're a World Series of Poker bracelet champion, it doesn't a lot of people think the main event like there's one event a year, but there's really all the side events. They have some online events. They have these tag team events and whatever. But if you win a bracelet, you know it is a bracelet. Just uh, the main events, obviously the Super Bowl of it all. So all right, we'll uh, we'll do that. That'll be fun. Um, and what give us a we haven't covered it yet. Poker experience. You, you, we talked about this. I keep forgetting because we, we had our podcast on your show which i really enjoyed and we did talk a bit about this but you know for my uh poker listeners out there tell me your poker experience how many times you played uh, what well, i mean done. i've played a bunch of just you know friends and family yeah I, I don't get into the pro realm i'm not down at the casinos all the time right um i have entered a few tournaments uh, i don't think i've won any um i've won a lot of home games right you know when i when i say one i mean i i left with all the money you were winning you were you were plus and and maybe other yeah you cleaned out a table or yeah whatever. and i've been i've been to some casinos where i'll you know get in a cash game and and win with far more than i started with yeah um but uh you know i definitely wouldn't say i'm a pro poker player i'm not i'm not uh you know, doing pot odds and doing right. the math and understand that there's 16 outs. And, yeah. You know, but it's fun that. for you. You go there, you shoot, you, you talk with people kind of like golf or whatever. You go with a couple of people yeah, and, and, I'm you get luck- to, and I'm luckier than shit, bro. That's a good, that like, is dude, important. I'm, I'm one of the luckiest people walking the earth. Bill Helmuth wrote the book Positivity. That's, you basically embody that, right? That's, that's a good way to think and, 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 uh, and, and go through day. The secret. I'm sure you read the secret. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, that's, I agree with that stuff. I'm an energy guy. I'm a high energy person. I believe you exude and, and get what you attract. So 
uh, we'll definitely we'll tag team. We're going to play together. We'll see. Uh, we'll see some other. You know, uh, I'd be love How to play. How many people some, on the team? It's up to four. So yeah, we'll have four. Um, All right. And help um, me. Yeah, help me. I'll just uh, I'll tell. We'll, we'll we'll confirm it and everything. But again, you can leave. You know, when you want, but we'll, yeah, I'll just, I'll just pop in, play my, play my hand and then let you guys take over. Yeah, like play, I'd play be a, a fool to let, I'd be a fool to want to play over a teammate that's got you guys as, uh, yeah, but I mean, experience. honestly, it's fun. It's like one of those ones where we're, you know, I'm not like, that, that's one where I don't, if you busted the first hand you played, I just, it would just be like, all right, whatever. Like we're no, not really, hell no. Yeah, I know you're going to play your be best. an idiot to do that. You get unlucky. You could have aces all in, man. I, listen, well, I mean, I, hey, dude, look, yeah. anyone can break like that. Yes. Yeah. Like, again, you, gonna... you go out like that. That's just, that's what I mean by it's still a game of chance. Yeah. I mean, I think like, let's say, you know, Phil against me, you against me, you guys have skill that I don't have knowledge that yeah. I don't have. You right. guys would win consistently, but let's say I was just as good as Phil Hellmuth. We play a hundred times. Guess what? It, 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 the cards matter. Right. So it's not just skill. There's chance. There's luck to it. Of course. And, and uh, that's one of the things, though, the, the, the format we play. If we played, me and you sit down right now, we could play heads up and play with 10 big blinds, right? You get, it's a thousand chips, a thousand chips. The blinds are 50, 100. It's only 10 big blinds. So, like, you just all in a lot. And it's like, yeah, if I have ace king and you have jack 10, like, I'm going to win, you know, whatever, uh, two out of three or whatever. So, it's like, it's not really, you know, if, you, if we play deep stack or a home game, a cash not game. Not if I keep getting the freaking kick-ass cards yeah but i'm saying we're really deep right like it doesn't matter i'm gonna uh, yeah you could beat me but it's very hard like to play 100 times if we play deep stack you're gonna not win much but if we play pen blind or a tournament so yeah but but listen i think well, that's why you guys coach me or no yeah we'll do some coaching i just got my new p- table at my condo come by before have breakfast come by my place we'll spend 30 minutes talk going over a few things and, right. and uh and that worst, worst like, case dude i donated a thousand to the cops yeah it's part of that you're in the best this case i get a d- world series of poker bracelet which i'd never get otherwise Probably unlikely to get otherwise, but yeah, man, you never know. You might, I just don't, you know, we'll have fun. That's all that matters. You know Alex Althred? Uh, don't believe so. He plays poker. You know? He does play poker. He so. teaches poker. Okay. Um, he worked here. He worked on Poker VT with us a long time the ago. The name sounds really familiar, but I, I don't know him personally, but it does sound familiar. Yeah, I well, can't he just, it. Uh, he made the final table in one of those recently because I'm following him on Instagram. Nice. Very cool. It was uh, the final table. That, listen, that's uh, it's a it is a skill game, and, and that's that's awesome. I, I actually want to ask you about the VT. So you did this program with Daniel Negreanu. Yeah. You talked about how I think it was at the time he was with Poker Stars. They said you you know there was some conflict, so that's kind of a weird, unlucky break in some senses, right? But tell me about if I said to you because I actually I'm very curious. I would be interested in doing a course. You know, I personally, like I said, I'm a good poker player. I've done it a long time, but I'm more on the content side. There's PO solvers and wizards, right? Like guys like they're doing really, really intense work daily. And that's just not what I'm doing. But for me, I would love to do a course on like building Twitch or something in crypto and whatever, how, um, you know, is that something, how would that process, I kind of asked you earlier on the cost and how it works, but like, is that something you shoot in a day or five or 10 or how it depends? Like how is a, like a basic introductory course to NFTs or, Hey, here's how you be, build a podcast. Like, or here's how you build a Twitch. You know, I, yeah, you can shoot it in a day, but it takes, you know, a week of planning and writing and creating the, the courseware structure, et cetera. Right. You have to figure out where to lay in the interactivity, which is data you want to collect, any upsells and or merchandise that goes along with the course. You can embed that. So ultimately it takes about a week or two to plan and then you can shoot it in a day. Then it takes about a week or two to edit and create and drop in and design. So it takes, you know, two weeks to a month. If you, if you did nothing but pay attention to it. Cool. And how, how are you actually, 
are you involved at all? Like you personally, do you come into it or miss sometimes, or is it just, it's not, I mean, it's, you're, you're not an NFT expert, but are you like involved in the, in the shooting or are you just kind of overseeing it or your company does it? Like, would you actually be involved well, in the video? Yeah, we have experts that do the shooting and the editing. I'm not involved in any of that. Right. I help, I help on certain deals. I help kind of think up the, the strategy mm-hmm. and think up some of the clever interactive features. Right. But everybody else here does it. They make it. Right. But it wouldn't be like, it's not a course. You know, if I say, look, we're going to bring in an NFT expert, it wouldn't be like me, you, and him shooting the video. It'd be no. like him or some of the person talking yeah, about I mean, it. Dude, all, all we're going to do is virtualize what they would do in real life. Right. So like, let's say you're, you're going to go put on a seminar where you're charging $1,000 and you're going to start at eight and finish at five. And when they're done, they're going to know everything they need to know on how to make one, how to sell one, how to buy one, the hot ones how to leverage that whole industry. All we're going to do is take what you would have said in real life and create an interactive virtual version of it. Right. So now you can do it in scale in multiple languages. Because people don't, people, you know, if you try to do it live, there's only so many people you can fit in the room. Yeah, yeah. Um, people sense. have to fly here, et cetera, et cetera. But if you had that same exact experience in an interactive video, where if I went there or took it online, it would be the same. That's all you're doing. So if the expert would teach it in person, well, then the expert would teach it online. Have you done how to build a podcast? Like, or is that not even elaborate enough? Cause it's sort of like, I mean, in terms of like the equipment, the process that the, Oh dude, if someone made a, you know, here's how you, here's how you build and grow a podcast. A lot of people would buy that. Can we partner on that? Is that possible? Sure. Sure we can. Yeah. But how do you build a podcast is a, is a course that anyone with a podcast that, or, or wants to make one should invest in why well i'll say this just as a as a plug for potentially our one of our business ventures it's interesting because there's all different levels like i've I've gone through logos on twitch and you know started with just a hd camera now i like i think i'm really doing it you know i look at my miami office and it's like this is cool and i love it and then i look here i'm like wow and i am asking your team out there well how much does this cost you know i see the spaceship stuff and i'm like i you know i want to do this so it's like i actually think that could be really interesting if you did sort of like you know, multiple levels. Like here's like, here's someone who's starting in college. Like you got a grand, you got five grand, you got a hundred grand. Well, you know, see, there's, there's the interactivity, right? You give so, different so levels. Imagine logging in, you pop up. Hey, I'm Jeff Gross. Welcome to my course. First of all, let me ask you a question. What's your budget? Now there's choices, you know, 2000 or less, 5,000, 10,000. They mm-hmm. click 10,000. You're going to say different shit than you would if they click 2000. Right. What's also cool is using that example, you know, uh, Here's the microphones you want. You can go exactly. find them on here or click the button and we'll ship you these. And so now you're upselling them microphones and microphone stands and right. roadmasters. Right. And I ask you, who, who does your services for podcasting? You know, I use uh, Podcastly. I think you mentioned who you Lipson. Some, Lipson. Like there's, there's a bunch of options. And I so just went and looked at jo- what Joe Rogan used. Exactly. So, but that still though, there's different versions and options, right? Like it's like some, yeah. maybe it's more expensive. Maybe they, this is, you know, there, there is, it's, it's overwhelming. And even for myself who, should probably be more alert to it. Like I would pay to see a podcasting course because I want to get better. I want to learn more. And like this has already been, you know, very, very eye opening to see your setup and, and just realize, you know, how how you can grow. So I, I think that um that's really interesting. And I guess like the courses, I, I'm sure there's courses for almost everything, but still, even so it doesn't matter. If someone does a there might be a podcast course, but if if you did one or I did one or together, I mean it, you know, we're gonna hit different markets and and different people. So really and it boils down to marketing, bro. Mm-hmm. If nobody knows about it, we're not going to make anything. Mm-hmm. If a lot of people know about it. You're going to make at least your money. Right. Yeah. It's uh, it's very, very, very interesting. What is, uh, what, um, 
in, in Vegas, like, what would you say living here now? What do you believe is, is some of the things that when you first moved here, you're just like, all right, I'm going to move here. What is, what has been, uh, something that you're just like, wow, I didn't realize I love it. Is it the, you know, the, now there's a sports teams, but was it like Red Rock or is there some areas in uh, Vegas people may not know like why it's so there's tax reasons that are great, but is there anything that people may not know about Vegas that you love or, or that you've learned to love? No. Just it is what it is, right? It's it's a it's in the it's a city in the middle of the it's desert. Pretty obvious, like yeah. you know, the the weather. A lot of people think it's hot when it's you know not really that hot. Mm-hmm. You know, when you live here, if you're outdoorsy, not a good place to live because um, it, it does get hotter than shit. But but it's a dry heat. We've heard that, and that's true, right? But uh, you, you know, Vegas is cool, right? You got the best restaurants, you got the best entertainment, you got 24-hour town, um, but there's not a lot of community here. You know what I mean? So that's why, you know, I don't think I want to raise my little ones here. I, I think I want to raise them in Nashville. I want to raise them where, you know, everybody's at the Friday football game and everybody, you know, it's kind of more community-based. Here, it's not really community. I don't know my neighbors, although I do hear LeBron James or Shaquille O'Neal is about to be one of my neighbors because they want to go to this special school and there's a house. Uh, up the street from my house that they're supposedly bidding on. Interesting. Yeah. It's also, you know, looking forward, it seems pretty obvious the NBA will have a team, right? You could see, I could see LeBron owning the the Vegas, whatever, in, in 10 years or 20 could years. Could be Floyd Mayweather. As well as, yeah, I think he's been trying to get a pro team here for a while. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to see this happen all of a sudden. What do you, what do you think about the NIL name, image, likeness in, in college? Have you been following that? How now that you, you can give money now? Oh yeah. The NIL. Yeah. Like it's, I think it's fair. Why shouldn't you be able to? Right. Yeah. It's, it's a big topic. I think it's, it seems straightforward, but I, you know, there's, there's uh, I guess a lot of stuff is done on the, under the table already, but yeah, if it, if a golfer, it yeah, it was happening. There was money going around. Well, now it's just legal. And UNLV, I'm sure more than a lot. I'm sure there was a lot going on here. I mean, the major schools, there was, there's been stories about, it. I'm sure it does happen all the time. What, what's your favorite sport to watch? Uh, do you go to the, the games hockey. here? Hockey well, I, I, I guess if you want to call it a sport and people are going to kill me because of course it's a sport. But UFC is, yeah, my, is my favorite to watch. Nice, nice to be in Vegas. Good fights out here. Yeah, I mean, the fights are awesome. But, you know, boxing, as long as they're heavyweights or, you know, really good. But UFC, I, I just like UFC the most. Um, I would say hockey, football, and that's about it. UFC, hockey, and football. Nice. I don't like to watch any other shit. And did you play sports growing up? Yeah, football and baseball. Did you ever think you were going pro or you got you're like i'm, I'm gonna go acting that was your main focus well no i didn't really have uh good parenting like my dad he didn't really care you know he didn't come to practice he didn't care if i went to practice or didn't go to practice but i ran a four four forty in like what? ninth that's grade fast, man. yeah i was fast as hell shit that's like nfl fast yeah and then uh one time i was pissed off about something and i quit and the coach didn't stop me you know basically just said you know being a punk and a pussy and let me quit which you know if i was so damn talented i think they'd stop me which they didn't so i must not have been too talented but that, that's that's kind of comes down to luck as well right if you get if you got a bill belichick or some great coach that's in high school or coming up and someone who's going to motivate you and be be good like that that's a that there's luck in a lot of things yeah, and in baseball it, i'd either hit a home run or strike out one of the two well, that's a good but, way but to dude it. to me it's like look uh back then no one was getting paid ridiculous money anyway right i mean the, Maybe I'd be completely someone else. Maybe I would be injured. Maybe my life right. would have been different had I ended up in sports. So I think, you know, although I was athletic, 
I had a lot of talent. It just wasn't managed properly, nor did I realize it. So I didn't capitalize on it. Very cool. Well, give me a few restaurants in Vegas. What's your favorite, like off the strip? I mean, we know the, a lot of the, the main in the casino, these are advertised and people see, but give me a couple of restaurants that are maybe people haven't heard of. You could be in the casino as well, but give me some of your favorites here. Like I like for steak, which is my fave, Del Frisco's, STK. Um, where was I just the other day? It was a good steak. What the hell was it? I forget now. One of those. Right. But you'll, it'll, it'll come to you. Okay. But, you know, I always just go to like steak joints. Um, sushi, Yellowtail at Bellagio. Mm-hmm. Off the strip, there's one called I Love Sushi. Interesting. Um, I haven't heard of really that good one. sushi. Kabuto, you ever been there? No. Oh, that's that may be the best. One of the best uh, uh, in, in, in town as well. That's off the strip. Some of those like hole in the wall ones. It's amazing. The restaurants here, the, some of these Asian spots. But um, nice. And what about nightlife? I know. Uh, mutual friend Jason Strauss, they had the Tao Marquis. You you go out much anymore? When when's the last time you went out? Like really out like that? You still go out in a bit, or when did that stop for you? Uh, I'm sure you hit the. I'm sure you hit it for a while. You oh, must have been dude, going come out. On, man. I, I, I was, that's what I'm saying. I was give me king. a few. Give me a few few memories here. I was I was the king for a while. That's what I'm saying. Give you know, me. I just realized that you know because when I'd go out, you know, I'd always have to have a table. Number one, they're expensive here. Those are not free. Num- number two, I didn't let people split bills, so it was. It was me paying always. Right. Um, and I just got to a point where it's like, you know, the alcohol and waking up the next day with the hangover. And then you realize, you know, I've never woke up the next day with more money, more friends and more good fortune ever. But I have woke up with less friends, less money and less good fortune right. a bunch of times. And then you just start to get a little older and you start to realize like they, that's, you know, if it happens, it happens. Like, there's been spontaneous nights where, yeah, we freaking had a great time. But, you know, I just got over the, hey, let's go waste ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 drinking poison, because right. alcohol is poison, yep. and waking up and feeling like shit for nothing, because right. it's really for nothing. Well, it was, a, it was a bit of a phase. I think most of, you know, I did yeah, but it. All my friends and people that were around back in those days, nobody calls me up and says, dude, you remember that one time that you spent all that money? It blends we were- together too, right? You go out here and whatever, you don't even remember necessarily. It's all the same kind of, you go out loud music, not good for your ears. There's a lot of, you know, it's fun once in a while. I once go- in a while, yeah. Like, you know, again, I mean, if we, if we just ended up that way, I'm, I'm down for that. Like, you know, we win that World Series of Poker, everyone's out yeah. celebrating, we start having a couple of drinks, those lead to a table. You know, right. I'm down, I'm right. not against them, but, you know, I've got kids at home. I believe it or not, I like waking up. That, that'll throw off your 4.30 routine. If, we, if you're out till 4.30. Unfortunately, that, it doesn't. Okay. So you just burn a day. You're, you'll, get out, you'll just not go to sleep or dude, something. I feel like shit. It, it's, it's stupid. But I think the main thing, man, was at some point I realized that trying to impress other people, which is really what I was doing. Bit of a flex. It's, it's just, listen, it, it doesn't make any sense. You know, nobody's impressed. Like if I got the money back, that I spent trying to impress people. It's a lot of BTC. It would be impressive. About 100,000 BTC worth. And nobody's impressed. Coin, Nobody yeah. calls me and says, dude, you remember that day? Oh, Bradley, he's a legend, man. He used to, nobody does that. Like nobody cares. It comes and goes. So at the end of the day, I, I started to value other things and I started to value myself more. And dude, if you really like yourself, why are you, why are you uh, consuming poison? I mean, to be fair, you don't have, you, you got to pay for the real estate. You got to, you got to go out. You don't have to drink it, but you can, you can go and not drink, but it's, yeah, it's but it, I'd it, rather, I'd rather get, get together with good friends yes. over a nice dinner, go out to the lake, you know, set up a little camp, 
you know, sure. like uh, it's, it's the, that's the, the nightclub scenes over for me for sure. Just like titty bars, dude. Haven't been to one of those in a, a hundred years. Right. That's not so funny. We used either. to go to them all the time. It was the coolest thing ever. And yeah. then you start to realize like, this is stupid. Right. Yeah, it's uh, that's true. That's a, that's a good point. Um, all right. Last, uh, last question here. So you, but by the way, at your age, dude, I was right in the thick of it. Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the late to mid twenties, my twenties, it was, it was a lot of partying. And then, you know, you get a good woman that can settle you down and you start, you know, I think that's also like, that's something for me that you know, they say behind every great man's a great woman, this kind of thing. It, it makes sense because in a way it's like, oh, I'm married or I, I have a serious relationship. It takes time, but all the chasing and keeping up with whatever and going out and all that, that and that's danger, tiresome. Dude, nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, seven kids. I mean, I can't imagine, you know, we at some point can't have a hundred kids, man. Seven's uh seven's a good number. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to have three or four, but that's uh wow. Seven's amazing. Um, what was I, I was getting, I don't know. I had something to say, but really I've enjoyed the conversation. I think, uh, you, you've answered a lot. I think people, if they know where to follow you can mention dropping bombs podcast what else what other areas can people take a look and follow you on social media where where do you like the most of social media you have a team you put instagram. out stuff everywhere instagram okay and is that do you do a lot of that or is it a com- combination of you and your your team how's that split between posting and stuff do you do your own or a bit well i'm the one that answers everybody okay because no one's allowed to respond as me um so i don't have people in there working leads or like yeah i don't, yeah. I don't use it for that but i'm always the one commenting and responding in dm so instagram is usually where where it happens most um youtube i'm starting to do a lot more youtube's the backbone man you got a youtube oh yeah yeah dude i didn't understand the value of youtube so if anyone's listening that is building a brand go get your youtube started focus on youtube youtube's the key to it all yeah, it's, it's important. And how, what have you learned with that in terms of, um, you know, cause it's, it's a bit, the algorithms and all this and that, like, it seems oh, a bit skill. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta have people kind of, you know, yeah, it's want, not luck, bro. For sure. Like, like there's, there's tactics, right? For example, most people are not going to find you based on a title. More people are going to find you based on a suggested video. So, so for example, if you wanted to go, uh, let's say Phil's got a huge YouTube channel and he just, put out a video that got 10 million views um, and it was titled winning my 16th bracelet. Well, you want to make a video winning my 16th bracelet exact title and, and your, your video will more than likely be suggested in his. So now all of a sudden you get 10 million people seeing his and yours is suggested next. A lot of times people will find you. But I can't say winning my 16th yes, bracelet. You, can. you just make your version of it. Right. Yeah. So, so like one time, uh, you know, because you can search for what people are searching for and make a video based on that, and you'll be obviously more likely to be found as well. So right. one time, um, I did it, and it and the and the topic was how do fat guys get laid? That's what they were searching for. So I did a how do fat guys get laid video, and in my opinion, fat guys get laid by number one getting rich. How do you get rich? Learn to sell. How do you learn to sell? Closer school, and that got a shit ton of videos and 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 led people to my product. So at the right. end of the day. You can take any video and then just turn it to what you're saying. So I could go do a how to, how to, or winning my 16th bracelet. And then when the, when it starts the video, direct it to where you want it to go. But did people see it is the question. Right. They may not like it, but they will see it. Right. Yeah. You could say winning my 16th bracelet and then say that I plan to win 16 and here's the path. How I going to, you know, yeah, you could, you could, I get what you're saying. You got to be 
it, it, you got to be careful on that stuff. Um, I, I agree with all that. So listen, Brad, I appreciate it. Guys, give him a follow. Check him out on, I guess, you know, all the, pa- all the outlets. Google me, man. I'm Google, everywhere. He's everywhere. He's all over the place. We're even on his podcast. Hope you guys get to enjoy that. We're going to talk much more. Hopefully you'll see us on some programs. Brad, this has been, honestly, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Beautiful studio, beautiful setup. And yeah, I think uh, safe to say we'll be doing some business together. So I really look forward to that. Awesome, man. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right, guys, that is the 150th podcast in the books on the Flow Show, Jeff Girls Podcast. We'll see you very soon. Thank you so much to Bradley, all his studio, the help. It's been great. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode. It was brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to partypoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes.